Hey guys, just wanted to take a, a second of your time to talk about a new bra head company that has appeared on the scene to deliver high quality bra heads at an affordable price. Exact Archery and the Exact Bra Heads deliver high quality, durable, and constant bra heads for a fraction of the price working directly with manufacturers they deliver. Order a three pack of four blade bra heads today for just $20 at www.exactarchery.com. Use the promo code BLADE22 to get free shipping. Thanks, guys. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Blue River Bow Hunting, episode 47. Uh, I have some returning guests on with me this week. Uh, I got Braden Ware, uh, the man of the hour. We'll get to that here in a little bit. Uh, his buddy, Phil Polston. What are you guys up to doing tonight? Nothing tonight, man. Yeah, same here. Not a whole lot going on. Uh just winding down the day that's for sure so for sure it's it's raining here i don't know how it is down there south where you guys are at but i wasn't able to get in the stand tonight plus it was like 45 mile an hour winds <laughs> yeah dude it's been windy I, I don't have the rain yet here but yeah it was uh coming in as i was getting off work and decided to take the the night off which is odd for me because i usually come straight home shower and go right back out the door <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but something we're going to do a little something different tonight compared to uh, my normal conversation on here. Uh, and I've talked to these guys and had them on before. If you haven't checked those episodes out before, go check that out. Uh, we're going to do a little tailgate talk. We're going to do a little BSing from uh, what the three of us have uh, encountered the, in the Indiana, short Indiana bow season so far. Uh, but I'm going to start with you, Braden. You're, you're the man of the hour uh oh, sunday morning getting it done let's hear all but i want to hear every detail of this hunt all right yeah I mean, it really starts uh i guess uh friday afternoon with me and phil talking about you know what what we were gonna do um because phil is like the e-scouting wizard like and i'm i've been learning from him of like how to like id spots and stuff out and I finally, uh, I finally got on X on the desktop and was like kind of breaking some stuff down and looking at the different spots that we were hunting. And, uh, we were going to go to one place that we had never hunted before. Um, and the reason we were looking for spots and not just like, Hey, we're going to go here was the wind has been weird. Um, but a lot of like North Northwest wind, um, and, and Phil and I out Southwest wind in like almost all of our spots um and so we were kind of trying to work around that and uh we've got some cameras up on some some public um land that we hunt pretty often and we've just we've had some great bucks rolling through um for the past you know few months here and that's just a great stuff there so um we were trying to decide where to go and we acting out with our wives that night uh at harvest homecoming and uh just kind of like what we gonna do tomorrow what are we gonna do tomorrow what are we gonna do tomorrow and kind of landed on like you know let's go where the deer are not where the deer to be we've been back here phil uh shot his eight point actually last last season not far um where we end up hunting um so we landed on going to this one spot and basically orienting ourselves in a different way down in like a creek bottom where we we haven't hunted um that's where phil's buck died and he recovered him down there and um just he remembers seeing a bunch of sign but down there while he was getting his deer and all this stuff and so you know i just we were like let's let's go do that and so the first uh hunt we did up there we went out 
and kind of, we set up like a few hundred yards apart and we're looking basically like at like down in a creek bottom looking at a ridge like a really steep hill where we kind of felt like they'd be rolling through and um you know get back there it's dark whatever and i stepped over at least two log roads uh without realizing it and i i think phil he ended up setting up real close to one um but like the logging roads ended up being like pivotal to our strategy because we didn't even know they were there and, and like the la when last year when he shot that buck those logs were not there so um that first morning you know waking up like the woods are waking up and i'm starting to see like where i am and like what i'm set up around i'm like oh my gosh like i'm i'm like 50 yards from a logging road and to my right i've got like you know a big downhill looking down at a, a creek bottom and it just it feels super deary like i i told phil on the way back i was gonna text him like i feel like i'm somewhere i shouldn't be like i'm, I'm in a buck's bedroom right now like it feels <laughs> very deary down here and uh sure enough dude uh i don't know I've been in the stand probably an hour and 15 minutes and this gigantic 10 point literally appears out of nowhere. Um, just walking like right at my tree at like 15 yards staring like right at my tree. And I was like, Oh my gosh. Like I didn't hear him. Like I was hearing stuff kind of all around like you do in the morning, like never could pinpoint. And I was actually like looking over my left shoulder, something else. And when I craned my neck back, boom there's this gigantic i mean we're seen in person and um i had like nothing i could do he was staring basically right at me so i'm sitting there like kind of hoping he's going to take one way or another or he can go to a shooting lane and get behind a tree so i can draw and just never happened he kind of like was coming right at me hung a left and it went straight beeline logging road um and at this time i wasn't sure exactly where that road went or where phil was but I'm texting him like, Hey buddy, like there's a absolute monster coming your way ready. And, uh, just never, ever showed up for Phil. Um, but you know, seeing that buck was super telling back there and like, you know, we're kind of amongst them where he didn't get spooked by my wind or anything like that. Um, it's just a, a great setup, except I wish that I was about, you know, in yards logging road instead of like 50. Um, and so that kind of like shifted our game plan. And, um, so we went out that night and a few days and, uh, we closer together, never really like got it to come together. Um, but just like tons of deer activity, everything felt good. And so we stuck with that plan, um, Sunday morning, kind of the same thing, but you know, I picked a different tree that was a little bit closer to the logging road um phil was kind of like 80 yards i guess it'd be like west of where i, I was at um set up kind of where two logging roads like meet it was a really good spot too um and just you know a deer I, I, we're we're hearing squirrel we're hearing all the main like normal out there and by this point we'd been hunting you know a lot in in that time frame so kind of numb to those sounds i don't know how you you all get but like <laughs> I, when I'm first out there and I'm hearing squirrel, I'm like, oh, it's a deer, it's a deer, it's a deer, it's a deer. And then I kind of like a crying wolf and I'm like just sitting there. So I heard off in the dense Oblo, uh, 200 yards, like I'm at 12 o'clock, just, you know, ahead. And I was like, oh no, I'm texting Phil, like, did we just get winded? Like, and our conclusion is no, like that, it, it, we didn't think that it, it, it 
was uh, smelling us and, and blowing because of us. So then you start running through, like, why would it be blowing? Is, is he a Yodi? Is it blowing at a buck? Like, what, what's going on? And so just kind of on high alert. And all of a sudden, I just heard, you know, something come crashing in at about uh, 100 yards at my, like, basically like my 10 or 11 o'clock. Um, I'm looking right over the logging road. And all of a sudden I see him step out, um, this real nice buck, uh, start walking my way and kind of seeing these deer move through the area was able to kind of be like, Oh, he's probably going to cross logging road going to this spot here. Um, you know, he's going to pass between me and that tree there and me and that tree there. So he does, he like follows the plan, walks around a tree. I grab my bow, he steps out goes behind another tree. Uh, I go ahead and draw. He takes, you know, one, two, three steps out onto the logging road. And he was looking in the opposite direction of me and just kind of like a little bit quarter to broadside, uh, 27 yards, let the arrow fly and uh, hits the deer um, and kind of just like totally like tripped me out because it it's the deer and then all of a sudden I see like the neon green part of my arrow kind of like go flying through the air um, <laughs> and the deer took off. So I'm like, okay, so maybe I hit a tree, you know, maybe I hit under, maybe I hit his leg. Like, I don't know what happened here, but it looked like my arrow, you know, exploded. Um, and then not too long after, just heard this thing absolutely pile up, uh, like running downhill, absolutely just sounded like the loudest, you know, loudest sound around. It's just crazy. And so, you know, I call Phil like, dude, did you hear that? Like, da, 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 this is what happened. I don't know if I hit him, but he took off and it was super loud. And he goes, did you not hear that thing pile up? <laughs> like, <laughs> he's like, that thing's down there. Like, you. And, That's uh, awesome. So I was like, okay, well, I'm going to get my hopes up, you know, because I saw that explode. And so we're like, okay you know give it a minute let's get down and go check out the scene of the crime and we get there and uh pick up the arrow and it was missing about 12 inches of arrow um and had a little bit of blood like three drops of blood and some hair on the broken part of the arrow and so we're like okay make contact for sure we got some blood here um but you know any number of things could happen then while and we end up you know blood tracking found the other 12 inches of arrow with the broadhead on it and um you know we get down to the bottom of the hill and the sound we heard was that buck absolutely like wedging himself into a gigantic tree that like we're on logging roads so there's a bunch of trees cut down a huge tree just wedged himself right into a bunch of you know limbs and stuff down in there and i think we're blood tracking and phil goes uh you want to keep blood tracking or you just want to go pull him out of there? <laughs> like, oh, there he is right there. So, pull him out. And um, it was really cool. And what, what we kind of figured out had happened was basically the arrow went in um, his front shoulder, just absolutely like mushed his front shoulder, went through and either hit his other shoulder blade or his leg. And uh, when he went to run that front leg, when he kicked back, basically just broke that arrow right off inside him. And so it was kind of hanging out the other side when he was running. And then eventually, you know, we, we found it and everything. But, 
Yeah, dude, it was it was crazy. My first uh, archery kill, and um, super cool to be able to do it with Phil right there next to me, and you know he helped me through the whole the gutting process, and you know trying to figure <laughs> out how to cut out the butthole and all that stuff. Comes <laughs> 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 with killing the deer, so. Absolutely. Well, for sure. Congratulations, man, for getting it done with your bow for the first time. Uh, it's definitely a a rewarding, uh, for sure. And I, and I know it's even more rewarding to get it done with Phil there with you because I know that he's kind of been like a mentor to you and all that as talked about on previous podcasts. But, uh, from your, uh, viewpoint, Phil, how did all, how did all this play out? Man, that was, um, Cause we've told the story to God knows how many people by this point. <laughs> right. And I'll be honest with you. I love the perspective that I have because um, it's just different than I really kind of imagined it was going to be. I mean um, all year, Braden and I hung in the same tree last year and I figured if that was going to happen, I was going to be able to watch something happen. Um, I was a little at first disappointed that I was in a different tree, 80, you know, 80 yards, 100 yards away, whatever it was. Um, But actually, now that I look back on it, it was a lot of fun because I probably got a lot more intel by being further away, um, which gave us a lot more confidence in the situation than what we had. But being 80 yards away, um, like he said, we heard, I mean, the woods wake up. Birds go to chirp and squirrels are, I mean, it, it seemed like there were a hundred squirrels where we were. So <laughs> where he says you kind of get numb to oh, it, yeah. I thought the squirrel was a deer. I was just convinced we were in that spot that the guard <laughs> could not be whatsoever. And I was just like, man, we just got to keep watching, keep watching, keep watching. And um, we finally both got to this point where we we're like, okay, What's the situation? And it wasn't, I mean, we were texting back and forth. What do you got going on? Do you see anything? Is that, is that a squirrel or is that a deer or God knows what it is? And uh, it got quiet and all of a sudden, man, that doe blows. It wasn't five minutes later. You just heard, I mean, a a buck was moving. You could just tell. And I I texted Braden. I was like, Hey, is that a deer? And I didn't get a response back. And I'm like, "Uh Oh, (laughs) this might be it. And uh, sure enough, I'm just close enough. I hear the bow go off and you can hear the bow just real quiet. And all of a sudden you just hear this thwack, right? Half a second later. And I'm just sitting there listening. I'm like, okay, he for sure. Like, just hammered that thing. I mean, you can hear the diaphragm pop. You can hear the deer take off through the woods. And it sounded like he slid 30 yards through the, the leaves when he piled up. So we were, I, I walk, I'm like trying to get down, trying to get everything packed up, trying not to lose stuff. Um, got down on the tree. We basically ran over like a child and was like, what happened? <laughs> I think that would be not that I don't have confidence in Braden's abilities, but when you're like, well, did you hit him here? Did you hit him there? Did this happen? Did that happen? You know, as someone who shot some deer with a, with a bow, I'm like, you know, you go through your checklist, right? And it's like, okay, man, as soon as I saw that broken arrow, though, my heart kind of, you know, fluttered a little bit. I was like, oh, man, I really, you know, I think of all of us as bow hunters, we want pass-throughs, right? We went right. <laughs> We want the arrow to come out both sides and and leave a massacre scene uh, <laughs> as it runs. And I was like, dude, I don't know. I, I just don't know. And he's like, he starts explaining it to me. We kind of put pieces together and I said, let's just go get this thing. And um, 
you know, he, he, tr I told him, I said, Hey, turn your tracker on, on, on X just to give us a premise of where we've gone, where we've been. So we don't start doing the loop-de-loops on the blood trail. Yeah. And uh, I don't know how far he went, but I, I mean, what was it? 50 yards, maybe. So, Something like that. Yeah. The, I don't know how, how far he slid. He may have been done prior to that, but um, you know, just hunting here in kind of the foothills of Southern Indiana, you get a lot of terrain and we've talked about that. All of us have talked about that numerous times. So man, yeah. when it happened, it was just, uh, <laughs> it was just a sense of pride. I was like, shoot, we have talked about this and we have worked so hard at doing this. So when, when he's the first one to punch the tag of 2022, um, uh, a sense of elation, but a sense of pride. Cause, um, not only did he did he pull it off, but um, all that hard work that we put in over the last 12 months together um, is just really coming together. And you can see it time and time again. Every time we go in the woods, um, nothing comes back empty handed. There may may not be a deer in the truck, but um, we sure are ready sure. to go. Next one. I bet, man, that thing had a body on it. The picture that he used to send me, I was like, oh my God, I hope that you didn't have to drag that thing very far. We did. <laughs> oh man. I hope you had a I'm deer cart or something. Yeah, it felt like we got in a street fight the, you know, the rest of the day. Just so sore. But uh but yeah, no, it was it thankfully we got to use some logging roads and stuff, drag if if he was, you know just going up and down ridges and stuff like that. It super sucked, but thankfully there was some flat ground and the two of us just, you know, grabbed an antler each and just kind of drug it out as hard as we could. Definitely, definitely rubbed off the fur uh, on the way out. He was, he was, he was balling a few places on his hips and his shoulders, but we got him out. Yeah. I, I had a similar shot uh, last year when I killed my buck. Um, he, his, the shoulder, he was broadside, uh, the shoulder closest to me was forward, but when I went through, I hit the opposite, uh, shoulder or leg, like you said, but when mm -hmm. he mule kicked, he broke the mm -hmm. arrow off kind of like what you're talking about. And dude, it was a bloody massacre. I mean, he didn't go really? 50 yards and it was just sprayed up on both sides of the trees. I mean, like the path that he made for himself, cause he didn't take no yeah. path. He ran through the thickest of thickest on this property but i, I kind of know yeah. what you're talking about with that shot and that in that angle uh but sounds like you didn't have no problem getting it in there what kind of broadheads were you shooting um tech g5 uh yeah. which they're fixed plates and really that's that's how i i picked them was because i wanted a forgiving broadhead like you know i'm not i'm you know i feel confident you know shooting my bow and stuff but i haven't been doing it for like years and years and years so if, you know, the moment got the best of me or if, you know, you know, anything can happen out there. I wanted to make sure that if I did hit that front shoulder, you know, I'd have a chance to go through it. And so that was Phil actually sharpened them up for me. Uh, I guess it was like a week ago <laughs> or something like that. So those things were those things were ready to rock. And uh, I was I was pumped about how, you know, the bow set up, the arrow set up and all that end up playing out. Um and actually, yesterday my uh, Vector Custom Shop arrows showed up. So <laughs> I was like, a couple days after, a real nice arrows show up. But that's all right. I'll use those for the rest of the season. It's, it's I say you got you got a couple. What those things were done. Oh, I guarantee. You. But you still got a couple doe tags in your pocket to to punch there for the rest of the season. 
Yeah, yeah, gonna try to punch one out at uh, Deer Camp for sure. Absolutely, I can't wait for that. I, I've looked. I know it's far out, but I've kind of looked uh, ahead on the uh, forecast, and it looks pretty money uh we're talking highs in the low 50s uh lows in the the 30s ish uh might be a a terrible time to be sleeping in a tent if if you're somebody but i'm gonna weather through it because i'm ready for that and hopefully that pre-rut's kicking off when we're there uh i could see somebody actually probably getting it done just like you did but uh i want to be that'd be epic i'd love that for sure. I wanted to talk to you. You mentioned it a little bit earlier, uh, and I know that you had a, a big dis- discussion on it on Go Wild uh, about those abnormal winds uh, that that hurricane created uh, as our uh, season opened up in Indiana. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, um, and and that's that's been a big learning point. Like, you know, not just for this hunt, but just for like in in general. Um, and you know, the the question was like. How could a major system down south impact, you know, deer hunting somewhere up north? You know, we're in Indiana, but, you know, obviously it impacted the weather. And, um, you know, it's just it's it basically became a discussion about, like, understanding abnormal wind, how abnormal one wind or another is going to affect deer behavior and stuff like that, which, you know, simplifying it down instead of it being like Hurricane Ian or major storms or something like any time the wind is going in an abnormal direction you know, it would suck to, to not be able to go hunt because, you know, you don't have a place to go. And so it kind of became like, all right, well, you know, they're moving this way during this wind, you know, maybe they're going to be moving this way because of that wind and, you know, food sources here, water's there, travel corridor, this, that, like whatever it ends up being like thinking about, you know, on your camera, when you're getting a picture of a deer, which way are they facing? Um, you know, what's the wind doing? What's the moon phase during that time? And like, okay, piecing together more of that puzzle than originally we were. It was more of like, um, for me anyway, just like kind of taking inventory of like, oh, okay, cool. That's a great deer. This is a great deer. You know, usually, okay, they're coming in from this way or coming out that way, but not zooming out of like, okay, where did they come from more than likely on the map and breaking down the topography a little bit more. And, um, so that ultimately like that discussion kind of helped me and Phil think about like, okay, well we hunt here on a South Southwest wind. Like, okay. Then let's go to this area and explore what's going on down here. Okay. There's a Creek bottom down here. Um, you know, more than likely you're going to be moving at the base of, of this ridge system. So, you know, let's set up and orient ourselves to have a good shot, you know, facing up at the ridge, you know, this is before we knew about the log, the log road. Like we we didn't know those were there. They're on the map. They saw bunch of their a bunch of the trails and stuff. Like we were following on X, like walking down the trail, and all of a sudden it's taking us off the trail. And uh, you know we're on the trail, but map it's saying we're like we're we're leaving the trail. And we're like what's going on? Like they must have changed everything back here. So it's totally different um, for those you know first couple of stuff, but once we started figuring out how the deer were moving down there during that wind and this time of year and, um, you know, kind of thinking through everything, it, it kind of became more clear, you know, once we saw more deer moving and you just kind of going and hunting somewhere where we knew there were allowed us to get in the ballpark and like start playing the game. The hardest thing, you know, is, is getting in the game and like being around deer and, and being able to, to learn and, and, piece together that puzzle because you can only piece together so much with you know e-scouting and you know you know walking ground and stuff without seeing deer like once you start seeing deer move 
especially during a specific type of wind, you can really start to pattern. And that's, that's ultimately what we ended up doing out there. Um, but I think, I think the biggest takeaway is just, you know, we're going to start working on our, our spots in kind of like a triangle, um, you know, like, okay, if this is for Southwest, then this is going to North wind, this is going to be for, you know, where it ends up being. Um, so just, just kind of being a little bit more diversified in how we're setting up our spots and stuff. Um, so that we don't have to, you know, like we need to sit on the couch to not blow up a spot, you know, waiting for the right wind. It's like, you know, you can still, you can still get on those deer. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, you talk about get, getting in the game. Uh, it's not for lack of trying, but uh, I have not been in the game yet this year. Uh, I've been out, uh, I'm going to say six or seven, eight times maybe already. Um, mostly filming. I've been behind my bow yeah. once, uh, solo trip uh, along the river. Um, but I don't, and, I, and I've played the win every time. I don't know what it is, but. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw it on the uh, uh, DNR email a couple weeks ago, but uh, some counties that surround my county, uh, they're all dropping uh, to a one-doe county because of EHD, and it's hitting really hard where <laughs> I'm at, uh, and, and I'm seeing the effects of that. Like, I sat on this pinch point on the river, and that's the only time I saw a deer in the stand all year. I saw five, and I actually saw a shooter that night on the other side of the river, uh, but the river itself, it's usually a thing like you're not going to be able to cross it. Like it's, it's not like the Ohio or anything like that, but most of the time you're not going to be able to cross it. I could have walked across it. And in fact, four yeah. does walked across it. They, if the river would have been a high or normal, uh, these deer would have came right down this pinch point where I was at. But they veered off, went down in the river, uh, across to the other side to some standing corn. Uh, and that's about it as far as my hunts go this year. It's been pretty bad, and it sucks because it's not for the lack of trying. Um, Sunday night, we uh, went with the neighbor, and uh, we sat there, and we could hear this deer coming in. I mean, you could just hear it taking steps. We were in some really thick stuff, and uh, you could just hear it taking steps and steps, and you couldn't even see it. I had both cameras rolling. I'm, like, ready for this deer to step out because he said, I'll shoot a doe. So I'm, like, ready for everything. And uh, it, it probably was in within 15 yards, and we couldn't see it. That's how thick this stuff was. And all of a sudden, this walnut Jeez. dropped 30 yards and hit the ground, and that deer just bolted. <laughs> so I, our wind wasn't great that night. It kept swirling on us a little bit because we were down in this bowl. Uh, but <laughs> that, that, that's been my season uh, summary so far has just been – uh, they've been sticking it to me pretty hard, but, uh, you know, we, we've gotten a lot of crops coming out right now where I'm at. Like, it seems like all of our places have been changing drastically in just the, the last couple of days. Uh, a piece that yeah. my uh, neighbor Adam just picked up last week, uh, it's mostly ag with like three patches of woods and one river bottom on it. Uh, and he's been seeing some nice bucks there. And he was like, dude, I see him. He passed on like a 130. Uh, 10 pointer had it underneath his stand of course i wasn't with him that day you know to film <laughs> which yeah. sucks and he passed on it and i go why did you pass on the 130 he said well because at 50 yards there was a 160 standing there i'm like oh my god he, so we're, we're getting stuff ready we went back the next day didn't see a deer it's just like one of those things but now where oh. we we're at it was all, all bean fields uh, and they were taking the beans out today. He sent me a picture uh, from his trail cam of the, the combine out there. So I don't know how that's going to affect that certain spot. But uh, I got a couple places that I haven't even been to yet. I'm kind of saving them, kind of keeping them in my back pocket. You know, like let's not go in there, uh, bust a spot out uh, early October. 
uh, especially the the one place that I'm talking about. Uh, it's it's known for uh, you know late October, early November, just hardcore uh, Midwest whitetail action, really. And I'm just kind of keeping it in my back pocket. You know, I haven't went in there. To be honest with you, I haven't been in there at all. Like I don't even have trail cams in there, and I've been hunting this place Damn. for 18 years. And, and, and you know how hard that is not to go in there and do that. <laughs> uh, but I think it's going to benefit me later on. You know, uh, th- yeah. there's a little bit of livestock in the front of it. It's 45 acres uh, with a, a bottom in it with a little creek running through it. But I haven't been in there. And, and the people that um, have permission to be in there, too, uh, we kind of have a mutual agreement. There's two big places. Uh, and it's like, hey, you you take this, and we're gonna take this, and we'll just kind of stay out of each other's hair, which is freaking awesome. Uh, but they they even yeah. said, yeah, I seen your truck there yet or nothing. I'm like, nope, and it's not gonna be there for a couple of weeks. And I told them about the deer camp and everything, and I was like, uh, here here coming yeah. up, I'll be there. But right now, uh, it's still got uh, standing corn on the north and southeast side, so but we still have ag standing. So they're probably using that bottom for just a, a big bedding area basically. And I'm just going to let it, let it fester up until there's action <laughs> basically. Yeah. Uh, but how about yeah, you, Phil? No. What's uh what's your early season been like? Yeah, that's um, <clears throat> man. It's, there's a little bit of anxiety and I have to realize we're only two weekends in. So it's kind of one of those things like, like, okay. Um, there's a little bit of relief. Braden shot a buck. So we're, um, you know, that kind of alleviates a little bit of the pressure. However, um, I think we've had really good sits. Um, I think we've seen a lot of good things. We've got a lot of great intel, so our confidence is pretty darn high. Um, I think the biggest part is just getting in and closing the deal. I mean, I, I think that's everybody's big thing. But the um, the movement has been good. The movement's been consistent. Um, we've got three or four hammers that are absolutely waiting for somebody to shoot, shoot them. So um, we'll see how that goes uh, potentially this weekend. Um, but it, it's kind of one of those things. It's like, I want to play it safe. I don't want to just go in there and blow it up. Um, but it's, it's hard to pass up. So we'll see um, if it's feeling, if it's feeling good, we'll, I think we'll probably cl- uh, crawl in there and see what we can do. But if not, we'll just wait to that last week in October and, and, and go in there and do what we need to do. So that's the weekend last year that we saw um, held. Actually, it was a week. That'd be a week early because I forgot I was in West Virginia on Halloween weekend last year. But um, so we got some stuff going. But the beginning of our season, I think, has been really good. It's just getting it's just kind of getting your momentum rolling and kind of figuring some things out. But um we're definitely in and amongst them. So now it's just kind of getting them. You know, I told Braden, I said, I said, you know what the hardest part about bow hunting is? It's not finding the deer. It's getting close enough to the deer to shoot them. Yeah, and awesome. that, you know, that's just the biggest part. But um, it, my anxiety is definitely more excitement than it is nervousness. That's for sure. I mean, there's just, we just have such good stuff going on that you want it to happen. You want to get here. You want to get here. You want to get here. And and sometimes you just got to lay back and, and just kind of let, uh, let the woods do what the woods need to do. And then you go in and take advantage of it when you can. So, um, but I mean, like I said, I, I, we haven't had a bad sit yet. We haven't had a bad conversation. Um, the wind 
last weekend obviously was weird. We've covered that now, you know, between the three of us. But um, I think it pushed us to be better hunters. I think it pushed us to be um, better predators. And I think it pushed us to just um, kind of drop everything that we had and just almost start over. We were we were at a festival here pretty close to town. And we sat down while we ate some uh, some fair food. And we're going through Onyx, just like mulling it over, trying to figure out what are we going to do? What are we going to do? You know, how are we going to do this? How are we going to get there? You know, what are your thoughts? What are we going to do? And I, I remember Braden's wife going, oh, my gosh, there's a lot more to this than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's, it sounds like they're good. You guys were good enough to, to figure something out. You did hey, something right. And, man, going in blind to a place like that um, and to see what we saw not once but now twice – and to close the deal, um, it, uh, everybody's looking for credibility, right? And that, in in my heart at least, that um, that added to our credibility through and through. I, it made me feel good that that um, a little bit of the imposter syndrome has um, has healed itself up. I'm sure it'll come back, but um, <laughs> I definitely feel like we are uh, we're hunters, <laughs> and so yeah. um, you know. <laughs> Chasing deer and, and shooting them that, you know, a peak of confidence is always a good thing. So um, I definitely think we've got it going on right now. So we'll see how we do uh, in these next coming weeks. And um, we've got some super fun plans for deer camp that I think we're going to push. And uh, we got some, I think we got a lot of fun plans in, in the works for sure. So we'll That's see. How awesome. Sounds like, uh, Phil, sounds like you got a cameraman now. <laughs> what do you mean? I'll just be hanging out. I'll just be in the stand. <laughs> oh, the yeah, with Brayton. Yeah. We need to get him hooked up. Um, we'll get him there. And uh, I think if we can pull the trigger on uh, at least one of the big boys, uh, that I think uh, that if we could have that thing videoed, that'd be a good that'd be a good one to show a whole lot of people. Yeah, oh, I, I think people would like to watch that. That's I think people yeah. would like to watch that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, uh, you know. I've got my stepbrother in the tree with me this season, and uh, I, I don't know if he could take a picture, let alone take a video. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're just going to let him sit there. And uh, <laughs> actually, to be honest, if we go into the, the the spot we're talking about, I may leave him at the truck just to keep it safe. <laughs> Love him to death, but we can't we can't ruin this one. So talk about talk about that a little bit. I know um, you know you've mentioned it before. I've heard uh, Braden talk about it on Uncensored. Uh, but how um, you, you talk about it already, kind of being a challenge, or you know you've talked about mentoring uh, people on here before. Uh, is this one a little bit harder than than the other ones? As far as like my stepbrother, mentoring? yeah, because yeah, it's like he, his first year. He has um, he has the desire to learn but he does, he has zero knowledge. This is brand new to him. So is it harder? Maybe a little bit because he, I don't know that, that he has the passion. I, and I don't mean that in a negative way. Um, I, I, I just don't, um, man, I, I took my brother-in-law last year, right? I shot a good buck in front of him at seven yards. I shot a doe uh, off of the ground, sitting on, our, sitting on our butts in the mountains of West Virginia I had, I mean, I set him up on a doe and he shot her at 60 yards after we watched her bed for two hours. In my opinion, if you don't have the absolute just drive to go out and shoot deer after seeing that kind of stuff, 
you you don't like it. And then that's okay. That's the biggest part. So with Owen, I think it's just determining, am I passionate about it? Is this what I want to do? Remember, we were talking about lifestyle hunting. Yeah. Is this who I want to be? Or, or do I want to do this? I, I kind of was busting his balls a little bit because the night before uh, the last time he hunted with us, he went to the, you know, the football game and stuff like that and didn't get to my house until about 11 o'clock at night. And I said, man, I hate to be this way, but we got to be up at four. Um, you're either, you're either going to go hang out with your friends or you're going to be a hunter at this time of year. And it's okay. Whichever one you choose. However, if you're going to be a hunter with me, it's game time, right? This is my game day. Right. And so it hasn't been more difficult. Um, he's willing to learn. He's willing to kind of do the goofy stuff that we've done. Um, He's willing to listen. I appreciate Braden. We we did some a uh, little different game plan. Braden's taking him aside and kind of explaining some things. This is what we're looking for. This is what we're doing. So I I mean I appreciate that. And uh, so it hasn't been more difficult. It's just his dad doesn't hunt. His grandpa doesn't hunt. Um, it, his his mom's from uh, close to New York City. Different things. Like, I mean, it's just it's not their lifestyle. Um, right. I guess they're not hillbillies like the rest of us are. <laughs> they want to go hang out in the cold woods, but so it's it's not a bad thing. It's just um, it, or it's not harder. It's just creating that foundation, creating a foundation of safety, creating a foundation of passion. Um, will it work? Maybe. Uh, I mean, he's got all the. Um, as I told him, I said there is no greater person, in my opinion, or greater people to be with than me and Braden because. Um, it's just what we do. I mean, that's us. And uh, it's not like, Hey, we're going to take you hunting once or twice a year and you're just going to sit there and play on your phone. I mean, we want him to be in and amongst them with us. We want him to have the opportunities that we have. Um, and we're happy to watch him shoot the deer um, that we found, you know? So it's not, it's not one of those things. It's just, I think once he sees his first deer get shot, it, that's going to be your telltale. I think he's going to be excited about it. We're just going to have to, kind of wait and see a little bit so um but like i said it's been a lot of fun and i i mean i just love teaching guys and kind of showing them the ropes so it doesn't bother me if he hates it it doesn't bother me if he loves it um it's just been one of those things to kind of uh do you instill the passion or does he go okay i'm good uh th- this is <laughs> what i want and like i said it's okay either way it's just um just kind of the name of the game it it, it is for uh, obviously it gets our goat, but it may not get his. So it's just kind of the way it goes. Yeah. And like you said, you know, uh, you know, being around you two, you know, how, how old is he? How old is your 14? He is uh he's a freshman in high school. Um, so, I, I, you know, in the, in that age, you know, hanging out with you two guys, um, you're probably just hanging out at your game plan and that sort of thing. Uh, you're staying out of trouble. You know what I mean? As a 14 year old kid, you can get in a lot of trouble, especially being out late with your friends and that sort of stuff. Uh, I'm sure hanging with you guys and then going hunting, uh, that could probably make him a better person and keep him out of trouble at a young age. Well, that's, I think another big part of it for me too, is this, is it's, it's hunting teaches you a different lifestyle than a lot of other people want to chase. And uh, it's a discipline, but it's also something, it's a huge discipline. But it's also something that um, you don't get to do those other things. Um, you know, we don't have money to buy drugs because we we keep buying <laughs> arrows and bows and uh, tree saddles and all that stuff, right? <laughs> That's what I keep telling him. But I think the next thing to it is, at, like, 
as a young man, uh, as a boy, we'll just call him, right, becoming a young man, I, I told him, I said, me and Braden aren't going to treat you any different. We're not going to speak any different. We're not going to act any different because this is important for you to learn. Because if you don't learn it now and you get in your 20s and you go to work, people are going to eat your lunch day in and day out. This is just <laughs> the way life kind of goes, right? And so it's been good for not only for, for him to learn how to, how to kind of hang with the guys, but it's also been good uh, from a maturity standpoint. So, um, like I said, we'll see how it goes, though. For sure. So uh, for the rest of uh, the 2022 season, Braden, what else do you got lined up for yourself? I know uh, I'm pretty jealous, but aren't you and uh, Derek going out, uh, out west to Nebraska chasing some mule deer? So I'm going to be the dude behind the camera uh, for Derek uh, out in Nebraska. That's the end of November. Um, going to go chase muleys. Hopefully, uh, I think it's, it's a muzzleloader muley seat out there. So we're going to do that. And then potentially going out to uh, Virginia uh, with Chris Paul uh, from XP to go uh, tree a bear with some dogs and shoot a bear. Uh, so that's... That's not awesome. something I, I mean, kind of, you know, kind of out of left field. He was just, you know, we become friends and he's like, dude, you should come down here. Blah, blah, blah. So it's like three or four days after we get back from Nebraska. Um, and if we don't end up extending that trip out there for me to hunt a little bit in uh, South Dakota, uh, I think I'm going to go out there. Me and Derek, actually, I think are going to go out there. Um, but for the rest of, you know, whitetail season for me, it's just, you know, we're, we're going to do our best to kill some, kill some those out at the, the farm. We're helping out a farmer, um, on some property, just, you know, basically they see deer as a nuisance and, you know, we like to shoot deer. So, uh, we're going to try to kill some deer out there and help them out. And, um, you know, I'm just going to be following Phil around for sure, trying to make sure that he fills his tag and help him drag his deer out and whatever I can. So, um, you know, it's, it's a weird feeling being tagged out, you know, right now. I, I, I wouldn't have guessed it. You know, it's, it's weird. Like you work so hard and you put in so much time and effort and money and all this stuff. And like, you just feel like it's never going to happen uh, until it, it was, it was surreal. Like when, when he was stepping out and gave me a shot, like it, it didn't feel real. Um, so I'm kind of, you know, I'm excited to be doing the rest of the season and, and, you know, doing whatever I can, but it's weird to not, be chasing bucks anymore <laughs> for the rest of the season. So um, that's, that's a good that's, problem. That's I got planned. Maybe do a little fishing. Yeah. Going fly fishing tomorrow with, uh, with Jacob and Derek uh, for half the day over at Otter Creek. So that'll be fun. But yeah, absolutely. always. Into what about you, Phil, besides chasing uh, Indiana whitetails, you got anything else lined up, man? Not right now. Um, with having a baby back in May, that kind of put a damper on doing anything else. Um, and um, so we're just going to chase a bunch of whitetail. That's what the idea is. Like you said, we've got that farm that um, basically the farmers like eradicate, eradicate, eradicate. So <laughs> we've got a, we got a list of people lined up to go, yeah, I'll come shoot a deer or I'll do this or I'll do that. And uh, so that's it. But now, like I said, I want to definitely put all my efforts into to shooting a, a big buck this year. I think um, kind of getting Braden's out of the way has been 
Um, I mean, I've said it before. It's a, a little bit of a, uh, an alleviation, but um, now it's applying the pressure to me to, to <laughs> close the deal. So um, I definitely right. want to be one of our guys. Um, so we'll see how it goes. But the um, yeah, that's. I mean, that's it for the rest of the season. We'll see how far we can go with it, and uh, and hopefully close the deal. But nothing big on the on the horizon at this point, other than deer camp. <laughs> that's awesome well i appreciate you guys coming on tonight and having the first little uh tailgate talk of the season uh Braden got one down so we got to hear a, a deer down story already and we're only what 11 days into the season so far so uh for him to get it done that early is badass in my book and uh congratulations <laughs> to you buddy and uh, uh tell you. everybody where they can find you at on social media Braden. Uh, I'm on Go Wild and LinkedIn. Uh, that's that's pretty much where I'm at. Just Braden Ware on both platforms. Awesome. Well, everybody go check him out. And like I say on here every week, if you don't have Go Wild, go check it out. You'll love it. Uh, what about yeah. uh, what about you, Phil? Yeah, for the most part, I'm saying Go Wild only. Um, working on revamping an Instagram page at Phil Hunts, and uh, but. Hopefully we'll get some deer pictures put up there soon, but uh, just wanted to build that. But other than that, go wild is where you'll see the rest of our shenanigans for the rest of the year. So that's going to be. <laughs> well, go, uh, if you guys are on go wild, I'm sure you probably already follow Braden, but go check out Phil and whatever thing he's got going on, but appreciate you guys coming on. Uh, go follow uh, follow blue river uh, bow hunting on go wild and Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and all those good things. Go subscribe on the YouTube for us and give us a rate and review on the podcast. But uh, you guys have a good uh, rest of your week and uh, good luck to anybody getting in the woods. Sir. Thanks buddy. Yeah. Of course my mouse is stuck. <laughs> <laughs>